Hi everyone, you are listening to Humans of SDU, brought to you by Merit Media. In today's episode, we have Mick, the host of Science and Beer, talking to us. Enjoy! Welcome, Mick. Thank you for joining us behind the mic as a guest, which is not something that's really usual for you, is it? Well, thank you very much for having me. No, this is the first time I've been a guest on the podcast. Normally, I invite people to be on the podcast that I'm running, which is the Snacks and Beers podcast. Okay, so this brings me to the essential question. Why science and beers? Why science and why beers? <laughs> the science makes me feel better about the beers. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, but really, the, the story of science and beers um, started in 2018. I was working at the student house and uh, I was working in communication and being the event manager. And uh, the... Anya, who, who's the leader of the house, said that she wanted uh, like a Friday bar. And then the, the leader of the, the board uh, said that they wanted uh, more communication, more science, more serious stuff. So then the idea came for science and beers. Um, and it seemed to be a, a hit. You know, Friday afternoons, four o'clock, uh, you finish university or you finish work, you come over to the student house and you have a couple of beers. You know, there's a good tradition here in Denmark for having a couple of beers after work. Why not have a bit of science with that? So it went really well for maybe four seasons. Um, and then the, what do you call that thing? The pandemic. Um, <laughs> that, that shut the us. elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the thing, the, the thing uh, stopped it there in 2020. So yeah, I was, I went home actually to Ireland for a visit, mm-hmm. the end of February. Uh, oh, yeah, no. the end of February, just to see my my parents, and uh, then everything closed, the world closed, and but it was actually fantastic. I had a great experience. I'm in my my childhood home for for what turned out to be three months because all of the, the yeah. flights back to Denmark were were cancelled, um, and then in maybe May or April, I thought, why not make a podcast? You know. <laughs> So I'm in my, my childhood bedroom with a with a microphone and calling up people on Zoom and recording the conversations um, and and it turned into a Science and Beers podcast. So I'm really, really happy with, with how the podcast um, is going. I think it's a lot of fun. In the summertime, whenever the bars were open, it's essentially an excuse for me to go to the bar with a smart person and have a beer with them and talk about their area of expertise, which is fantastic. Um, so we're going to continue the Science and Beers podcast. Um, <clears throat> but um, we're, going to, we're going to have more focus. We, I said, I'm going to have more focus <laughs> with the Science and Beers podcast from, from March onwards because I'll be working more closely with, uh, with SDU and in particular the Danish Institute for Advanced Studies. Um, I don't know if you know about this, this institute, no, no at, please, please. At the elaborate. university. So DS for short, it's basically uh, a, a melting pot of the brightest minds mm-hmm. in Danish research. Uh, it's special because it's not just, say, the faculty of science or the, the business faculty or the engineers. It, it's, it's, it's everybody. So and professors and PhD students and all the researchers in between. So they share uh, an office and they share a lunch table. And the idea being that these people that are experts in their field, but their fields 
couldn't really be further apart. Uh-huh. They talk to each other and ideas are made. So I, I love that, uh, just the idea for diversity because diversity breeds innovation. So they had the idea to put all these people together um, and see what they can come up with. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, so are you going to be recording again like one-on-one or are you just going to take in the, the entire conversation? Like the, just the, just the, to talk, talk to 100 people. At <laughs> I mean, time. that would be cool. <laughs> not, on, no, not 100 it, though. It, it will be one-on-one. Okay. So I'll be arranging uh, podcast talks with members of, of DS. Uh, doesn't have to be exclusively to DS. I'll also, if, if there's another interesting person, uh, a scientist that wants to come on and have a beer with me, uh, they'd be more than welcome. So the podcast will run, the new season will start in March. But beside that, I do want to arrange some events. I really miss the events and I miss science and beers. I miss there was too many people crammed into a small room. You know, it smelt. You know, it's been a long time since it smelt people's <laughs> body odors. Yeah, yeah. You didn't think you would miss it. I really do. I, really, I, I forget that smell, you know, having to open the door in the break, the beer break. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to try and arrange some mm-hmm. actual events here as well at the student house. And if we can't do that, then there will be online events uh, yeah. on our YouTube channel. Yeah. But how did this collaboration with the SDU come to be? Did you, did you um, reach out to them or they reached out to you? Or yeah. Well, I think it's, it's important to talk about science communication and, and, and what it is. There, there's different... I am a scientist myself. I came to Denmark to study biology mm-hmm. eight and a half years ago. Didn't think I'd still be here. You know, <laughs> I, came, I came from the Masters um, and uh, had a great time from the first week. And, and I'm, I'm glad to still be here. Uh, so I, I know that, that scientists, they work a lot with communication anyway. You know, they have to write their papers. They go to conferences. They give talks. But they're mostly communicating with people in their field or people that are going to be tuned in to that kind of dialogue anyway, you know? But I think it's very important to to just increase the amount of scientific literacy there is in the population. So how do you appeal to more people? How do you, how do you appeal to non-scientists with science? Beers? That's the answer. It's a good idea to make science more accessible. Science more accessible, exactly, yeah. Because, yeah. And, and making it fun, you know? So, I don't know if, it, if it's true or not, but, but you talk science and it's considered nerdy. But with science and beers, you, uh, I want to encourage, uh, or at least to normalize, talking about science mm-hmm. in a social setting. So you go to the pub, it's okay to have a little bit of a debate, a debate about things that need debated. Vaccination, for example. <laughs> Hot topic right now. There's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of lies out there. And we're in the golden age of science. We just landed a, a rover on Mars a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. Which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're really, uh, scientific advancement has never been where it is at the moment, but yet misinformation and disinformation. Who was it? Denzel Washington said, you know, if you don't read the papers, you're uninformed. If you do read them, you're misinformed. Anybody can just spread lies and deceit online. Whereas the difference between opinion and, and, and fact is evidence-based science. So it's good to inform yourself and then bring what you learned out and have a conversation. In. 
not necessarily change people's minds, just, just get involved in a debate. Yeah. Evidence-based debate, preferably, with beers. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's transparent to the beers. <laughs> That's a great, great motivational force behind and Dear listener, I, I don't have a beer right now. <laughs> but it's okay. <laughs> oh, but, but, but you do. You do have a beer. Do we really have a beer? <laughs> oh, happy days. A special beer? A special beer. A special beer. Okay. <laughs> I would like to drink it. Yes, please. Thank you very much. We are talking science after all. Sophia just went over to a bag over there and brought a nice, delicious yeah. half a liter green can of beer that's called Soproni. Yes, so can you Soproni. please call it? It's pronounced as Soproni. Soproni. Yes. Where's the it's H? <laughs> Soproni. Sorry, that was ignorant of me. So it's, it's a Hungarian beer and. Um, I brought it for you as a gift, and so because we are talking about so much about uh, beer, yeah. so let's. Egeshegede. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great pronunciation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna drink this. I hope you like it. <laughs> so after nice commercial one. break, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the it's beer not sponsored by Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> commercial break for a beer, the name of which I already forgot. Shaproni. Sh- Shaproni. Yes. Shaproni. Amazing. Okay, so uh, the audience that usually comes, right, to, to science and beers. Yeah. Do you think it's Do you think it's working? What you just said. That do you think it's that it's drawing non-science people who are more interested in science because they can hang out with their friends and drink beers. Well, I remember the very first science and beers was asking people to to come here for the science of the beers and. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they answered but uh, I think most of the people that were coming were at university mm-hmm. so they were they were people that are enrolled in, in higher education and uh, so obviously I would like to appeal to, to more people and to do that it's through the podcast because the podcast can not just go out to people living in Owens it can go out to people around the world yeah. you know so if that's a good way to, to to get people and that's not that's not the only intention of, of the podcast so the intention wouldn't just be to to try to motivate people to engage in scientific debate it's to keep them informed of what's what's happening so yeah we're, we're there's a university just a stone throw down the road here that are pumping out papers every single day so how do you get what's happening on the front line of science out to the, out to the public and that happens through a range of channels it happens through the university's own own press uh, it happens with the Science and Beers podcast is just one of many avenues for, for getting this information out there. Um, but every every avenue is an important one, you know. So, And often in the case of science communication, you would have uh, the publication of a peer-reviewed paper in a journal. Yeah. And then a journalist might catch a headline and then publish that in a way that's going to basically be clickbait, mm-hmm. you know. And then it... it goes viral and it goes around the world and then it turns into misinformation it goes from a peer-reviewed journal and the, the peer review process makes sure that it's 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 tries to make sure that what's published is uh, is science yeah. it means evidence-based fact and 
it can it can be changed it can be misinterpreted but the beautiful thing about the podcast would be that you're you're closing that bridge you know there's no middleman anymore so the scientist comes on the podcast and they're talking directly to the listener so there's no real way they're going to be misinterpreted there without them saying something that's great because i sometimes i i wondered about you know reading articles uh for my studies and then i realized that some of most of them are behind the paywall so then how does a random citizen read these articles they can't or they have to enroll in a university or something so i think everything every um movement that would bring people closer to science is really great because it's as you said it it deletes the middle and it deletes the paywall science is not a it's not a, a flawless system yeah. it's it's the best one we've got because whenever it comes to uh, ideologies or political systems inevitably that that falls upon the on, on on human error and our opinions that can be manipulated or can be used for malicious purposes whereas science because it takes away your kind of feelings and it puts it in fact or, or evidence-based fact it's it's a good way to it's a good way to make decisions and i think that's the best like this pandemic is uh, the, the best example where politicians make decisions without sometimes any evidence for those decisions so if there was more science involved in political decisions then then the better but it's not a, a flawless system and the peer review system the journal system is, is one of the ways where it's um it's 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 unfortunate so a scientist is making an experiment wanting to publish the the, the results they have to pay to publish them in the journal yeah once they're in the journal if you're a member of the public and you want to read it then you have to pay the journal so the journal gets paid twice mm-hmm. and that, that doesn't really make any sense Science should be open. Science should be open to be scrutinized, and that means getting rid of the paywalls. So it would be great to see um, more open science, and open science is on the rise. We have big examples of that, such as the country of Sweden uh, banning the, the journal Elevator, I think it was pronounced, because they were hidden behind a paywall. So, mm. so it would be good to see more movement towards open science. Do you think it's realistic? I think it's very much realistic, yeah. If if scientists just go for the journals that aren't asking for this double payment, that's that's one way to go for it. So that's great. <laughs> Hope to see that. Yeah, it's <laughs> a good beer, this uh, sh- uh, sh- Shoproni. Yeah, I'm really happy. You like yeah. it. <laughs> happy. It's it's always dangerous though to get hooked on something that's not solved. In the country it, it where is, you, you, so you, you, you brought it, this it back so the whole way from Hungary? You know, um, we have a, an Eastern European shop. Oh, ah, the Euro, Euro Deli. Euro Spa. Yeah, Euro Deli. Yeah. Yay. And, and a friend of mine works there and um, he supplies me with stuff from, from home <laughs> in a way. Do you miss something from Ireland? I do, yeah. My family. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, they, they cannot be sold in Euro Deli. <laughs> yeah. um, but. Uh, Yeah, the unhealthy things, you know, the 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 chips, the the, the sweets, uh, the bread, that kind of thing. Oh, the bread, yeah. 
Sure. I think um, that's that's how you can spot an international in in Denmark. They miss the bread. Yeah. <laughs> I really much miss my own bread. <laughs> but I mean, you're almost a Dane now, right? After eight and a half years. Yeah. Um. I th- I think so. I think so. Um. I I feel very much settled here. You know, I can speak the language all right. Um. And I, I'm working here as well. And besides the Science and Beers podcast, my work is in science communication. So I, I work at Ongdomsuzit. So yeah, that's the one that's the, that's the one I couldn't pronounce. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really happy you're bringing it up. <laughs> so what do you do there? I bring more natural science to teenagers. Mm-hmm. Is is uh, the to sum- summarize my job, and part of that is to. We're in the process of building two science labs at the moment. One's on a bus. So stripping a bus completely okay. apart and then building it up into a science lab so it can be driven out to the schools and, and then do, uh, do some cool experiments, which is going to be essentially blowing things up, setting, setting them on fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hopefully without the beers in that part. With, so, so yeah, <laughs> science and beers is, is for 18 plus, and then my, 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 my work is, is, is teenagers, so there's no beers involved there, but uh, lots of explosions and things like that, so whenever we can open up again. So there's going to be a facility at, at Ongdomsuzit as well with the lab there, and so the target is, it's not just 14 to 18, it's also 14 to 29, so there's going to be some free time activities with a focus on science, uh, biology, chemistry, physics, so... I'm having a lot of fun to just uh, design some science experiments that people can do. So. How do you feel in the in the teacher position? It's is that it's not something you studied, right? Well, you I studied biology. Yeah, but not the, not um, in the line of teaching. Uh, no, no. So, I I am excited to 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 host some experiments, but uh, I think. My, my passion for for what we're doing is going to come across and help me out there. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'm nervous about is is Danish, is teaching something in Danish. But uh, other things I'm quite happy about. But I have to ask mm-hmm. uh, you explain the reason why you started science and beers quite well, and it's quite altruistic, I would say. But is there also a, a selfish means, selfish motive uh, behind it? Was was there somebody that you really wanted to meet from the science community, and you just wanted to get them there into the bar and have a beer with them and have a talk with them? Neil deGrasse Tyson, Brian Cox, Richard Dawkins, I'm after you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they not, never are a sweepy. Uh, no. Well, I will say that um, whenever I book a talk, it's a talk that I want to see. Mm-hmm. I want to be there for. <laughs> yeah. So in, in that those. Whenever I make an event like that, it's it's generally something that I would like to go to, you know. So if it's not happening already, then I'll I like to arrange it. Do you have some? Do you have a favorite? No. Event from the past? No. Is it like with children? You can decide. Or <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's it's all very different topics, you know. So, um, it's different topics, but I really think it's quite fun to to. Ca- find a beer that matches the topic. What do, what do you mean? So sometimes it's a challenge, but sometimes it's really easy. So if we're 
uh, I remember uh, Yuri Smirnov was giving a talk about dark matter. So this talk is complemented by a dark beer, a Murphy's Irish Stout, for example. Or if uh, we had a Swedish woman talking about how the memory works, and then we had a uh, beer that's called Stockholm Syndrome, like nine, 9.3%. That was a fun one because we we're talking about how the memory works. And at the end of Science and Beers, you're about three or four beers deep. <laughs> and then so we could do that talk again and nobody would know. <laughs> yeah. And is there something that you're planning? I'm going to turn that phone <laughs> yeah. off. I'm, I'm <laughs> I just it, this my job a lot harder. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, no. Yeah. no, I mean, it. this can also announce the commercial break for... I forgot the name again. <laughs> Shoproni. <laughs> Drink Shoproni. It's good for you. <laughs> that was that, that was more Russian, I would say. Sorry, don't don't put that in. I'm gonna be. Anyway, what was it? I like I like the Hungarian accent a lot, actually. Yeah. Hmm? I like the Hungarian accent, but I I can't do it. Oh, it's fine. Mm. I think uh, the famous example is you know um, the vampire, the Bela Lugosi. If you know that. Okay. No. So actually, um, if you watch a vampire movie, and it's not like Twilight vampire movie, <laughs> but it's like a bit old-timey and they have a special accent it's actually a hungarian accent they are okay. trying to to recreate because there was a famous actor who went to america and he played a vampire uh, for a long time mm-hmm. and yeah that's why this accent got revisited or I don't know. <laughs> famous I, actors from hungary colombo i was in budapest and i saw the colombo statue just randomly a statue of colombo do you know who colombo is yeah yeah, yeah. i was very happy to see him yeah. <laughs> and it's good that you were in, in Hungary. That's fun. Good food. Yeah. <laughs> Did you travel a lot? Uh, it was just one day in Hungary. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, generally, not just Hungary, but all over Europe or the world. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I've been been there. There's always more places to go, though. <laughs> well, not now, but. Where are you from? Sorry. Um, Slovakia. So just okay. next door. Yeah, I have not had the pleasure, unfortunately. It's okay. <laughs> the pandemic will be done exactly. at some point. Exactly. I mean, we can go traveling again. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all waiting for that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you also mentioned you were uh, involved with, I can't pronounce it, audiology. Audiology, yeah. yeah. Can you tell us more about that? It's uh, an electronic music party. Yeah, so... It's uh, full of flashing strobe lights and smoke and banging techno. Have you have you been? No. No. But yeah. <laughs> did, did, why? What do do you like the genre or did you just get involved because because? Um. Well, I like I like the genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something that was missing in Onza. Well, it wasn't really missing in Onza before. Well, whenever I came, there was something called Fono Festival, which was a, an awesome festival with electronic music. Um, but then that closed down, and then there was a huge void left in the in the local nightlife. So you either had uh, yeah nineties cheesy music, or you had uh, EDM in Onza. So so there was something missing that had uh, mm-hmm. this nice authentic electronic music. Yeah, but it seems that you're that you came to Onza and you really like turned the the. the st- well, especially the student life upside down because you're involved in so many projects. Like, did you always want to be so involved in the community? 
Um, I wouldn't say you wanted to be. Th things just kind of happened, you know. Um, whenever I realised I was going to be working in Owensa, because after the studies I got a job at SDU in communications, mm -hmm. which is helpful today. Um, and then I started this thing called So Far Sounds Owensa, which is uh, intimate concerts in unusual places. And uh, again, just because I thought that there wasn't, just, just for me really, to go to more concerts. <coughs> But then that went really well, and then that inspired me to, to see what I could do in the culture scene. And what else was missing in Owens? It was audiology. Mm -hmm. And then me, and there's a team behind it, uh, everything here. I'm, I'm not doing any so far concerts anymore, but there's a team behind that. And then there's uh, lots of people that, that uh, are in the team with behind audiology. It's, it's like a big production. It takes a couple of days to build an event and, and make the special light design and then and have the actual party. Um, and yeah, that went well. And then... Enjoyed, enjoyed doing uh, events, uh, mostly music at the student house, TEDx as well. Um, but I'm really happy to be focusing on, on science again because I, I really felt that I strayed a little bit too far away from. Because at the end of the day, I came here to study biology because I wanted to be in science, you know. And a, a, a part of me, a large enough part of me, was going to pursue like a research career in science. But I think. I'm much better suited to to this here, you know, to try to combine events and communication with science. So it's much more fun, I think. And it suits me better. Yeah. But it's <coughs> but it's fun to see that yeah, you, you you did a lot of great things for student life and it's so interesting to see that you just came here for biology and then you ended up creating something a lot more diverse and and fun <laughs> than just staying as a researcher or something. I, I thank you for saying that, but I absolutely love it. I, I love so much to to make something that brings people together. You know, smell body odors. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really, really, uh, I did it for fun. And I, and, uh, so it was pretty hard last year whenever I couldn't do that. Yeah. I was missing a huge part of what was my life. Yep. But things are opening up again. And I'm starting to plan science and beers and I'm starting to plan audiologies. So Do you have any scoop for us? What's what's the next thing? Well maybe, just maybe, there's gonna be uh the Harbour Festival, Hauna Culture Festival. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It will happen the, the last week of May. It would be so cool. Yep. So maybe, just maybe, uh we'll be able to do something then. So talking with the team about doing an audiology then. Mm -hmm. uh, but apart from that, we'll be at part of the Hans Christian Andersen Festival in, in August and then doing something down at, at Dynamo Circus in, in November. Okay. It almost sounds unreal. It, the it, it was crazy. Something is going to just, happen. Just to sit down with, it, with a couple of the uh -huh. guys there and just talk about doing uh, an event like that again where people are dancing all night to techno, <laughs> drinking <laughs> beers. It a was, lot uh, of, not, not body odors, but then body fluids, even. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever you're into, Mishka. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in, like, sweat, occasional blood, <laughs> yeah. things happen, yeah. I will stop talking. <laughs> sometimes I, on Instagram, I can see some, some stories from Australia, and it feels mm. unreal that they, that life is normal there. So it feels like almost from another world to see them party and, and have fun. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be us soon. 
Yeah. Real soon. Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. Everybody in Denmark, was, they say, will be offered the vaccine by the end of June. Yeah. And again, that's because of a global effort by scientists. Yeah. Which is awesome. But do you think that okay, you you've studied science in one country, you studied science, and you're involved in science in another country? Can you maybe compare the the climate? Do you think people in Denmark will go for the vaccine? Is it differs? Go for the like, vaccine? Go, yeah, uh, it differs from country to country. Like we're from three countries here. I remember reading that Denmark has the lowest rate of what can you say doubt in science mm-hmm. in Europe. So. I think, uh, and that's because the good people of Denmark are highly educated to a, a very high level, I would say, even compared to, to where I'm from. You know, I can compare studying marine biology in Belfast to compare to studying at, at SDU. And it's it's a way higher quality education mm-hmm. that you get here. Um, so I think because people are, have access to science and access to critical thinking, from a young age in Denmark, they're less skeptical. So scientists are trusted, and they have trust in the, in the scientific system. There are, of course, a few people that, that think that uh, Bill Gates is going to microchip you with this <laughs> vaccine. And they can be very loud on their internet bubble. Um, but they are definitely the minority. That's right. Yeah, that gives, that gives us hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we have a last question we ask from every guest is to share a life hack with us, something that's that's really special and lets you um, go through your day, daily life. Put on pants. (laughs) 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 I mean, mean, we we laugh, but we just got out of a really long lockdown, so... Yeah. Indeed. A life hack that Helps me get through my day. Mm-hmm. That's. Let me think about that for a moment. Of course, mm-hmm. you have all the time in the world. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to give you a different hack, not one that makes you get you through the day. Yeah. But another one that it sounds stupid, but if you try it, it really makes mm-hmm. a big difference. We haven't been to the bar in months. It's very hard to recreate that environment. But I found out with a couple of friends, maybe three three weeks ago, if you get two speakers. And on one speaker, you go to a bar playlist yeah. and just play that. And on the other speaker, you go onto YouTube mm-hmm. and look up two hours of bar background chatter. Because essentially, the only thing that differentiates this place to the bar is the bar background chatter uh-huh. and yeah. the urine on the floor. You can do that. If, you, you can do that. <laughs> you can do that if you want. But but just the bar background chatter should be enough to recreate the bar environment. Yeah. Dim the lights. Bar playlist. It should be the bar playlist because not all songs you should be a fan of, but most of them. And the bar background chatter. So you're welcome. I love That's this. Great. This may be the greatest live head we've heard. And we've heard brushing your to- teeth on the toilet to save time. <laughs> okay. Very That's, good. Yeah. This is amazing. Great. We've just been discussing this because, you know, my favorite bar is the Tipsy Toad and they do weekly quizzes. I and was I, part of that last night. I, that's you'll great. be you'll be pleased to know that there's a science and beers quiz on the nineteenth of March. Yes. Okay. Yeah. By the way, I last night I beat you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but but we were discussing it. This is not the same. It's it's not the same without the music in the pause. It's not the same without the people. Stick on the bar background chatter. Amazing. There you go. We are gonna definitely try that. Yeah. Okay, but the science and beers quiz. 
Yes, there's a Science Beers quiz. Should be the 19th of March. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the evening, probably about 7 o'clock on a Friday night. But okay. follow our Facebook page to confirm that. We most certainly will. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I guess on this very positive note that there's a science and beer quiz coming up. Very excited. We can just thank you, mate, for joining us in in science and beer we trust and (laughs) Cheers to science. Yeah. Hope to see you uh well, somewhere in student house, hopefully, uh, for a real life science and beer talk. Nice. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you guys for listening. We're going to be back with another episode next Wednesday. Check out the other episodes and our social media for updates. See you next time.